You're listening to the Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula Podcast. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. For more information, please visit oamidpeninsula.org. I'm Rebecca. I'm a a food addict. Um, Darwin is sitting up in my window. he sits there sort of permanently in the picture, fortunately. He's not stuffed and placed there. But um, at any rate, um, I am a food addict. I think Darwin is probably a food addict too, but he's got bulimia. So, um, but it's not helping his weight. At any rate, um, I have been, I'm going to requalify. I've been in the program since the end of 97. Um, I have a recommitted back-to-back abstinence since January. Um, I've been maintaining about a 72 pounds rate weight release since the end of 98. Um, I have not been continuously abstinent, but I have been abstinent um, almost almost the entire time with you, you know with with these lapses, I call them well they are relapses, they're not just slips, they're relapses as far as I'm concerned. Um, that I've been very fortunate, have been very brief, maybe two hours, maybe two days. But um, I know that this program is saving my life and I have to be here. I will be here. Um, Some of those, it's interesting when one is here for a very long time, uh, what what I see about myself and learn about myself and what I learn about, about life is um, it's pretty amazing, you know, and the people that come in to this program thinking it's a diet or about food um, miss a lot. They miss a lot. And I was thinking about that, that actually tonight, that there's so much more to this program than the food plan. Um, and I'm I'm just so eternally grateful that I'm here. Uh, I guess if you want to show the pictures, Wendy, that would be fine. And then we'll get that out of the way and I won't forget. So I don't know which ones are coming up first, but she'll, I'll explain them. Okay. She's getting there. Um, all right. We're getting there. Okay, so this this is my higher power. And those of you who have heard me speak before, you've probably seen this picture. Um, the little girl is me and the kid is my brother who was 14 months older than I was. And um, we absolutely adored each other. I mean, we fought like cats and dogs as kids, but we really, really just absolutely adored each other. And my mother's there. And then this was at her second wedding when she got married in mid fifties to um, 
a black man in the East Coast. And um, since that, when I came into program, I, I didn't know, I knew there was a higher power. I didn't know who it was, but the long and the short of it is, it is this grandmother to me. She is my higher power. Um, and I don't know, I think it's hard to see in the picture, but we are all connected there. I'm holding my brother's hand. My brother's holding my mother's hand. My mother has her arm around mud. And this is my higher power. Um, and my, I'm looking up at them with, you know, just great, great love and respect and, and um, love mainly. And so go ahead, we can move on here. This is me. This was taken in probably 1994. Um, it was at Machu Picchu. I have no idea how I climbed around up there, but it was only because I was, you know, that much younger. But, um, but you can move on. And that was me in whatever it says, 95. And we can move on. And this is, I, this was, I don't know what year it was, but it was um, a few years ago. And I obviously am climbing around and doing things. You can move on. You can just go through these. Yeah. And this was in a 2011. Um, and my son had these twins. And um, my God. Anyway, yes. And this is me. That's fine. And this is me. I mean, helping them ride their bikes. There's just no way I would have been able to do that. There's no way I would have been able to do that with the weight that I had on. And I wouldn't have just kept it at that weight. I was going up or going down, you know, um, every two weeks I was changing sizes. So you can go on from there. And I'm not sure. I, I know what one of the last ones is. Is there one more? That's Wendy? all you No, that's all you gave. I did really and truly. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. There's not another one next to my grandmother. No. Or next to that one. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. There's not another one next to that. Nope. Okay. That's fine. Um, it's one of my favorite pictures. Thank you very much, Wendy. It's one of my favorite pictures. It's a picture that uh, is in the, the book when we were very young by A.A. A. Milne who wrote Winnie the Pooh. And it's uh, um, from a poem called, uh, I think it's called Rice Pudding Again, but it's a little girl having a tantrum and absolutely having a tantrum, sitting at the table, kicking her shoe off. And um, I show it to my grandchildren, but I tell them, this is me. This is me when I'm having a tantrum. Um, and so um, it's also me when, um, yeah, there it is. Okay. This is me having a tantrum. And this is this is me when I want it my way. And I don't want it your way. And I don't care what your way is, but I want it my way. So um, I, I like to keep her in mind. And remember, what do we do with two-year-olds when they're having a tantrum? When you know, we pick them up and say, that's fine. We're doing it anyway. Um, so when I have rebellion, in program or rebellion about doing any exercise or rebellion about anything, I put her there. So thank you very much. I appreciate that, Wendy. Anyway, all right. So um, I, I have no idea why I'm a food addict and it doesn't matter why I'm a food addict. And I love figuring out that it doesn't matter why I'm a food addict. Um, 
when I got divorced, I tried lots of times to figure out why, why did this happen? Why did this happen? And it was such a relief when I finally figured out it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is the way it is. And um, I am a food addict. I went through the majority of my life not having a clue I was a food addict. My mother um, was a single mother much of the time until I was almost 11. I mean, single, she, she was married, divorced. I didn't know that fellow. Married to my second father, I roll easily here. My second father, her second husband, um, for a few years, that was a secret marriage. That was where I gained my grandmother, who I absolutely adore. Um, and uh, that, somewhere in there, I, I you know, found food to comfort me. Um, and I had no idea that that was what it was about. And I um, started on diets of some sort somewhere in my teen years. I started being sent to the doctor, you know, for weekly weigh-ins. And I'd go and do that and then stop at the fast food place on the, they were just starting fast foods back then. Uh, stop at the fast food place and pick up something on the way home. Um, joined, I don't know if any of you remember Elaine Feathers, Eileen Feather, who had, you know, one of those, uh, the salon where the machines beat you to death with, you know, straps and things. And I joined that somewhere in high school. Does anyone remember Eileen Feather? They had one in downtown Berkeley. And I used to go with my friend and afterwards we'd always stop and get something, you know, to reward ourselves for being there. Um, I um, always was very clear that I should be on a diet. I should lose weight. Um, I was very aware of what I was eating, what I was eating being observed. Um, and I didn't really have to pay attention to what I ate. All I had to do was figure out how to get it because everybody else was paying attention to what I ate. So I became a really good sneak eater. Um, and to this day, that is my detriment. I, you know, that is the honesty that comes with this program or has to come with this program is just, you know, it's just amazing. Um, I was absolutely, I don't think in a snobbish way, but I worked very hard to be, to be per perfect. I had no idea I was a perfectionist, none. Um, and I became perfectly dishonest and perfectly sneaky. And, you know, all these things that only happen if, if you, if one tries to be perfect, because it's not possible. I um, joined Weight Watchers a bunch of times. The only things I didn't do were the, the ones where you um, buy the food. And uh, I never did that, except for Optifast. I did Optifast for 30 days, lost 30 pounds, gained 30 pounds the next 30 days. Um, it was great. Anyway, it was disgusting, frankly. But I, I did do that. But other than that, I think I've tried so many things. And, and I'm still drawn to that stuff. I'm still, you know, I see these, these, you know, ads and things for these crazy stuff. And, I, you know, I have, I read the whole thing. I read the whole thing. Um, and unless there's something that says absolute, you know, guaranteed, you're not going to lose any money. Do I ever even consider it? Um, but I'm still there. And where where do you find these ads? On the back of funny papers, right? I mean, the comics. This is where you find this stuff. Um, 
I sometimes get seriously reminded of what a food addict I am. I mean, I, I know in my head, in my, in my being that I am a food addict, but I forget sometimes what an extreme food addict I am. And, um, my husband, um, he passed away, but he was a very, very good cook. And he was, he was very considerate, um, in preparing food that I could eat. And if he was preparing something, he would make it set, make mine separately or whatever. But there was something he prepared, he prepared it about twice a year. And in my mind, it is the food of the gods. So whatever that is to you, this is what it was. And it was a protein. And so I planned my day meals around having this for lunch and probably for dinner. I can't remember. But we'd gone for a walk and all that, and we were getting back. And he said, you know, let's have lunch. And he's pulling stuff out. And I said, well, what are you getting out? And he said, well, just this, that. And I said, well, I, I thought we were having such and so. And he said, well, no, no, I was actually, I made that for the potluck for tomorrow. Oh, my God. You know, I don't know if any of you can feel the devastation of knowing what you're going. And I just, I said, oh. He said, look, I can cut into it. I can cut into it. I can reshape it. I can remold it. You know, you it's. And then later on in the day, he said, you know, I was wondering if you had to make a choice between having sex and having that food, which one would you pick? And do you know, he was joking. I panicked. I absolutely panicked. It's like, oh, my God. I didn't know. And so about two days later, I said, you know that? And it really was like two days later. I said, you know that question you asked me the other day? I said, well, you know, there's so many things that I say no to these days. I, I guess I'd say no to that food, but, but boy, boy, don't ask me that now because I'll tell you. 20 years later, it's a whole different question. So he's dead. I don't have to worry about that food anymore. Um, I love, it was marvelous. Anyway, I am a food addict. Seven minutes left. How many? Seven left. Seven. Thank you, dear. I appreciate it. <clears throat> See, I can get going and then God knows. Anyway, so what am I going to tell you here? Besides the fact that I am a food addict, I'm a serious food addict. I've been in the program for now, what, 22 years. I will always be a food addict. Um, I, if I'm rationalizing to myself about foods and that I can eat this because I can count it as such and so if I shouldn't be eating it. If I'm, if I have to rationalize it, I'm in trouble. So I need to know that I need to know that if I think that I want this particular sub sub thing that I can have or can't have, it doesn't matter if I have one bite, one bite's not going to satisfy me and I'm still going to want another bite. Um, that keeps me, has kept me from, um, going into the food. If I can stop and pause long enough to say, but that won't satisfy you. That won't satisfy you. The disease is progressive. I have been in enough relapses to know how incredibly and scarily progressive this disease is because on some of these relapses I've had, um, I have done things that I would never, ever, ever have imagined I did. Um, it's scary as heck. 
I cannot afford to lose, to, to gain any weight. I, I lost 80 pounds initially. Um, I fluctuate between, you know, um, five and seven pounds that I have put back on. Um, I don't weigh myself because I'm terribly scale phobic. If I go to the doctors, that is where I get weighed. I don't worry about if I have, you know, my jewelry on or off or whatever. I just step on the scale and that's what it is. Um, you know, we're crazy about scales. I had a, a sponsee who was extremely rigid and she called me on her monthly weigh-in and said, okay, I weigh this. On my left foot, this is what I weigh. On my right foot, this is what I weigh. And I said, okay, well, let's wait a week. And let's see what you weigh next week. So the next week she calls me and she said, okay, so on my right foot, I weigh this. And on my left foot, I weigh this. And that's when I heard it. I'm crazy. We were both crazy. She'd been in program too. I said, get off the scale. Step on with both feet. Write down the number. And then we both just started to laugh because neither one of us had heard it. We're crazy. Um, I got a... a, a text from somebody today that with a nice saying on it, which I absolutely love. And it says, one of the most profound lessons in gratitude was when I learned to stop saying, I have to and start saying I get to, I get to be in this program. I don't have to, I am not here because the doctor says I have to be here. I'm not here because somebody says, you know, you really should lose weight. Um, are you saying something, Vanna? Are you showing me something? No. Okay. Um, and that makes all the difference to me. That makes all the difference is because when somebody offers me food, I can have it. I can have it. Do I want it? Maybe. But I don't have to say I can't have it. I can say I can have it, but no, thank you. And it makes a huge difference for me because it means no one's watching me. I'm not doing this because anybody has told me to do this. Um, so why, what is the matter with us? Why, why in the world do I ever have relapses? Um, I'm a food addict. I am an addict. And unless I remember that every single day and take the time to pause when I have these food thoughts and think, but it won't satisfy me. What satisfies me is my program, my program. The only time I crave stuff is when I'm not abstinent. Otherwise, I don't crave it. And I've gotten in situations where, yes, I was really hungry. But, you know, it's like, it'll pass. It'll pass. It really will pass if I don't panic. And I have my daughter saying, you know, you've really got to eat. You've got to eat. Let's stop. No, I don't. It'll pass. I'll be okay until we get home or whatever. I'm going to read this to you because I. it's something that somebody read at a meeting um, a number of years ago. And I have it in my journal. Um, and I read it and I read it out loud. And I think it's incredibly, um, for me, it's incredibly powerful. I don't know who read it, wrote it. I think it was somebody in Gamblers um, Anonymous that wrote it, but I don't know who it is, so I can't tell you the author. And it's called I Am Addiction. I am addiction. I start in small, subtle ways, promising many things. I promise you enjoyment and pleasure beyond your wildest dreams. I deliver guilt and despair more horrible than your worst nightmare. I promise you power and courage. I give you feelings of powerlessness and hopelessness. 
I will force you to live in fear always. I promise you relief and escape from all your problems. I create for you greater problems than you ever have imagined. I promise comfort. I will give you pain. I promise happiness. I create much sorrow. I am addiction. I will steal from you your self-dignity, your families, your friends, your home, your children, your dreams, your spirit, your life. For love, freedom, and happiness are impossible to find in my presence, so never underestimate me. I'm devious and manipulating. I have no preference as to who I pick as my victim, rich or poor, young or old, black or white, yellow or red. I have killed men, women, and children. I have no conscience. So if you have met me, always beware. For if you think you can beat me, and I will be gone from your life, and all will go well again, never forget that I will always be there, waiting in the dark shadows, just around the corner. I am very patient. I will laugh in your face if I can lure you into my evil world of hell on earth once again. I am addiction. And so, um, I is that time? Yes. So, thank you for letting me share. Um, if you want a copy of that, let me know and I'll be happy to send it to you. Thank you.